Hey guys, Joshua Miller here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. It doesn't cost a thing to download. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, and many, many more. It automatically will send them to those. You can make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You don't have to click and drag from one to another and have several open and use it. It's all in one place for you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks. Have a great day. All right. Uh, so, like I said, we're going to be in Acts uh, chapter 11. And as I had been, as I said, I've been doing because of the, the state of our country, the condition of our country, and the world as other countries in a similar or worse condition. But our country specifically is with this pandemic that we have the lord wants to get a hold of us and wants to get our attention that's one of the purposes whether we could debate people will debate whether god has anything to do with it but god is in complete control and he will use anything to his benefit can and will and so god is using this he's using our president president trump who's in office and all the other leaders vice President Pence and such, and the other Christian godly leaders surrounding the president, God is using. God is using Trump himself to lead this country. God is using this virus to wake us up and realize we say we're Christians, but have we really been acting like Christians? Have we been doing what our forefathers were doing and gave their life to serve God. That's what they did. They gave their life so that they could freely serve God and honor and glorify Him in their daily actions. Are we doing that? Or are we just taking that excuse as a Christian and our freedoms that we have so we can just go to the lake and boat around or fish, ski, whatever it is, or go camping? That's our priority. That's what we spend all of our life doing it so that we can just fish or just boat or hunt whatever the case may be that's all we're here for we should be here for the lord and to honor and glorify him and be godly examples so we as christians have let our country get in the shape it's in now god wants to shake us and wake us up and that's what he's doing so what i would like to do is read this i try to read an excerpt from our history so I'm going to read, I'll, I think I'll start calling it patriotic peace is what I've got. This section of sermons made a little excerpt of our country and what God has done in our country. And so this will help us base, help us to learn how our country was shaped. And you can see where we've slid down this mudslide and where we're at. And so you'll know where to get back to. Know what I'm saying? 
So here's a quote. The great vital and conservative element in our system is the belief of our people in the pure doctrines and the divine truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In this age, there can be no substitute for Christianity. That was the religion of the founders of the Republic, and they expected it to remain the religion of their descendants. You never guess where I got that quote from. United States Congress, 1854. Think about that. The great vital and conservative element in our system is the belief of our people in the pure doctrines of the divine truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In this age, there can be no substitute for Christianity. That was the religion of the founders of the Republic, and they expected it to remain the religion of their descendants. United States Congress, 1854. Can you believe that? We look now and see what shape we're in, and we're having other religions creep in that are that are completely, utterly opposed. I don't care what other people say, but they're completely opposed to Christianity and to Jesus Christ. We have Muslims coming in and trying to take over the government, and you think that's not an act of the devil? Well, it is. Muslims were banned from being in government because of that reason, not because of the, the because of that religion being opposed to Christianity. People will say, "Oh, they're they're on the same lines; they think the same things." Well, look at people like AOC and those others ones that are in there right now, and and see if they agree. I don't think so. So that's my piece, food for thought for today for our country. We stood on the principles of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our founders expect us to do the same now, so I hope we will. All right, let's take your Bibles, Acts chapter 11. I'll remind you of last Sunday, we were in Acts chapter 10, and we saw this a bunch of several events tied together through the Holy Ghost. We see that the conversion of Cornelius, which was a Gentile, he was a Roman soldier of the Italian band, which was, as far as I can tell, was the very group of people that were bodyguards to the governor in Rome, or the governor there in Caesarea. He was their bodyguard, so he was, this Cornelius was one of the best known men in this area. So we see how God working out and tells Cornelius to go send for a man named Simon Peter. He had a vision. Notice that the, the Gentile had the vision first. God was leading this through the Holy Spirit. Cornelius was a godly man, was a, a holy man. He lived for the Lord. He trusted God. God uses him. He's wanting to spread the gospel to the Gentiles also. So he takes Cornelius here, and Cornelius sends men to Peter. 
while he is doing this, God sends Peter in a trance about in the middle of the day and gives him a trance. And he's very hungry. So he gave him a vision of food coming down from heaven. And so God tells Peter to kill and eat these animals. All these animals were animals that that the Jews weren't supposed to eat because it would defile their body because by the law they weren't supposed to. Well, the Lord tells him to kill and eat three times. And Peter says, no, no, I won't. So as he was thinking after this third time, what would happen? The Lord pulled the, up the sheep, the, the vision. Peter came as he was doubting. He said he was doubting in himself there in Acts chapter 10, 17, verse 17. The men that Cornelius sent knocked on his door. So everything tying together as God's will always does works together. So Peter went to them. He was able to preach to Cornelius. And it says that Cornelius took all of his family, all of his kinsfolk to his house so that all of the people there could hear Peter, could hear the gospel, the word of God. And it could so Peter could expound to them God's will for them, which of course was that all men come to repentance and salvation through Jesus Christ's shed blood on the cross, not to the Jews only, but also to the Gentiles. So we see that in verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them, which heard the word. And they which are of the circumcision there with Peter were astonished because the Gentiles also received the Holy Ghost. It says the gift of the Holy Ghost was also poured out onto the Gentiles. They were amazed that this happened. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So then they were baptized. That's always the order. Believe on Jesus Christ as your Savior and then be baptized. That's the order every single time in his mission, several times, plainly. So we get to here in Acts chapter 11, and we will see Peter's opposition. Here in chapter 11, he returns from Caesarea to Jerusalem. He's now in Jerusalem, and he is reporting to the apostles and the other disciples there what has taken place. So he's traveled back from Caesarea. He's back to Jerusalem. He's with, he's, that's the center of the gospel at the moment. And the apostles, we'll read verse one. And the apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. And when Peter was come up to Jerusalem, they that were of the circumcision contended with him saying, you, thou wentest into men uncircumcised and did eat with them. So they brought this to his attention that they were disappointed in what he did because as you know, the gospel is to the Jews. We are God's chosen people, not them. You went to uncircumcised people and stayed with them. I can't believe you did that. That's what they were saying. He said, contended with him. They were in opposition because of his actions. Now, they give him an opportunity to speak. 
praise God. Because we know, because we've already seen what happened, that God is working in this matter. But they were kind of upset. They didn't understand it quite yet. Why in this world did Peter, being a Jew, go to Gentiles and talk to them, knowing that this gospel was for the Jews? Okay, so let's see. Peter is going to explain himself here in verse 4. He's confronted by them. They were upset because he associated with the unclean. Remember, the Jews were clean. They had to, they had these certain rules and laws, regulations being clean. So they carried this on to their new relationship, the gospel in Jesus Christ. And they carried this with them to this point. So now this is what the Lord, see what the Lord is doing. He's working to, to clear all this out of the way. So verse four, Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order unto them. So Peter, not being the hothead he used to be, calmly takes it takes charge of this this conversation. He says he rehearsed the matter from the beginning. He started from the beginning and and walked through it with them and explained it to them. He was patient with them. He expounded it by order unto them. In order, he started from the beginning, step by step by step, gives them the explanation and gives them a chance to understand how the Lord is working. So we are going to look at verse 5. Now Peter begins to explain it to them here. Verse 5. I was in the city of Joppa praying and in a trance I saw a vision a certain vessel descend as it had been a great sheep let down from heaven by the four corners and it came even to me upon the which when I had fastened my eyes I considered and saw four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air and I heard a voice saying unto me arise Peter slay and eat but I said, No, not so, Lord, for nothing common or unclean hath at any time entered into my mouth. But the voice answered me again from heaven, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. And this was done three times, and all were drawn up again into heaven. And behold, immediately there were three men already come unto the house where I was, sent from Caesarea unto me. And the Spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, the six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. Who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved? And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Then I remembered the words of the Lord, how he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. For as much then as God gave them the light gift as he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. What was I that I could withstand God? 
There's his explanation. So chapter 10 shows the events that took place. Now Peter is explaining what happened here in chapter 11. And he tells the group in Jerusalem what had taken place. And so he says himself, the spirit bade me go with them, nothing doubting. In verse 12, he was being led by the Holy Spirit and he went. He didn't understand immediately because we go back and it was you could see that he was kind of confused as what was going on. But the spirit showed him exactly what was going on, exactly what was happening. And also he mentioned the six brethren that went with him. They also were there. They entered into the man's house. So they then Peter and Cornelius had a conversation of how well the Lord, an angel came to me, Cornelius speaking, an angel came to me and told, gave me a vision and told me to send people to you to get you and you to tell us how we can be saved. So I'm a Christian, I'm a, or I'm a devout follower of God. I trust the Lord. I want to be saved. So Peter showed him the vision that God had given him and how God had brought them together through the Holy Spirit. So they were together. So Peter's explaining this and he does a very good job of explaining it. He's simple to the point. He says what happened. And he mentions verse 15. As I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as us, as did us at the beginning. And I'm, I'm sure he's I can imagine Peter speaking now, though, as he's a very bold man and he would say what he thought immediately. I'm kind of more timid, more melancholy. I've prayed for boldness. The Lord's given me boldness in certain degrees. and I'm working and building up to that point. But I, I look up to Peter here and his boldness that before he was saved, he didn't quite understand it when he was the disciple of Jesus on earth. He didn't quite understand it. He would put his foot in his mouth a lot. But now he's using that same boldness because now the Holy Spirit is leading him and guiding him. And he is a solid figure for Christ. A missionary. He's a church planter. He's an evangelist and he doesn't step back he doesn't he's not afraid he doesn't shy away from the job given him you see that every that this this instant he went as soon as god told him to go he went as soon as cornelius asked him and conveyed the concerns peter took action and as the holy ghost had fell on them as us on the beginning that's he was getting excited that these people were receiving the salvation that was presented to him also. And he said to us at Pentecost, there were 3,000 men gave their heart to the Lord. So he mentions that he, he's reminded by this, this is the words of Jesus, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. He remembers this. This is in Acts chapter 1, verse 5. 
And this is the ascension. When Jesus was ascending to heaven, he declared this, John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And that snapped to Peter's remembrance as the Holy Ghost did this. He said, this is the same. This happened to us here. Now it's happening to them here. Jews first here, and now it's happening to them and the Gentiles. He was getting excited. And God was not only the God to the Jews, but God also to the Gentiles. For as much then as God gave them the like gift, and he did unto us who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? Knowing God was in control, God was leading this, the Holy Spirit had already spoken to him and prodded him to this point. What am I to stop God? Who am I? How can I stop God? He, he told them that God did this, God was leading, the Holy Spirit fell on them. He's not in charge of the Holy Spirit. Peter's not in charge of God vice versa or the other way around I couldn't do anything about it God is moving and he's just using me as a vessel to further the gospel so he leaves it there a question what was I that I could withstand God I'm nothing to withstand God and he chose no desire to because that would be a mistake, of course. And he didn't. He obeyed. So he gave the clear explanation of what had happened and what had taken place. And this next step of the Holy Spirit to further the gospel, it wasn't just to the Jews. We had seen that they had preached to the Jews to hear Judea, Jerusalem, uh, Samaria, uh and the other places, Lydda, and those in the surrounding areas there to Jerusalem. Uh, they had preached to the Jews in Damascus and so on. But now it was time for it to spread even further. Praise God it did. Because the gospel reached me. It reached us here. So verse 18 says, when they heard these things, they held their peace. They, they weren't accusing him anymore of doing wrong. They, they heard it. They received it. They were wise in listening. When they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying, Then hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Praise the Lord. Praise God Almighty. He gave us the salvation. He hath also given to the Gentiles repentance unto life. We know all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But that included Gentiles. Well, what hope had we if it was salvation only to the Jews? We had none. Except for the Holy Spirit and His working giving us, granting us the repentance unto life. I praise God for that. And you'll notice, you'll, you'll see why here you'll want to read, and I'm more of a 
pastor or teacher. I think as the profile that I fit in as pastor or teacher, I'm not going to get up and uh, bounce around a lot, kind of stay still, trying to, I'm in a teaching mode. And I've done that for many, many years, eight or nine years to be exact, somewhere around there, teaching. And the Lord has been using me in that regard. And we see how uh, Acts chapter 10, you read Acts chapter 10 and read Acts chapter 11. You want to read them together. You get the full context there. That's the pivotal, another moment, pivotal point of the gospel where it was spread to the Jews. And then it is then staged with Peter and Cornelius. And then it's flops over from the Jews to the Gentiles. Now it's both to the Jews and Gentiles. And then you'll see here that from this point on, it is now to every person that they came into contact with. Now it's not to say that there was those that stuck to the tradition and tried to stir up trouble because we see that that happens here shortly after this. And actually, It's in the same chapter, chapter 11, I do believe. We actually have that opposition. But we'll also see how this is where the Christians are born. And I'm going to wait, hold that off to another Another message. We're going to stop here. Verse 18. We'll pick up with verse 19. And where they were first called Christians in Antioch. And we're going to pick up with that. And I pray that this has helped you. And help you grow closer to the Lord. And giving you the direction needed for today. And the kind of helping you to understand the Holy Spirit more and more. That's what we're doing. That's what the purpose of these series has been, is to help us learn who the Holy Spirit is. He's one of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, and how they work together, what's their, their attributes. And we're learning about the Holy Spirit here and how he moves, and we see that he's signaling actions, calling call us urging us to 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 move according to God's will and to work according to his will and he prompts us he prods us he moves us encourages us to do the Lord's will we may be skeptical we may be unsure we saw Peter was kind of there when he was given that vision then the Holy Spirit bade him go nothing doubting we help we see that support from the holy spirit when god sends us the holy spirit comforts us gives us that strength to move forward to obey to represent god that's our goal is to as christians to move nothing doubting represent god who he is we are ambassadors. Remember, 
this country we're in is not our home. We sing that song, I'm just a pilgrim passing through. This world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. The heavens are laid up just beyond the blue. We have heaven as our eternal home. We'll be there for eternity. We're here for temporary. But as we're here, as in, you know what an ambassador does, we have ambassadors that go to different countries from America, from the United States. They go to another country. They represent the qualities, the, the values of this country. That's their job. Our job is to represent the values of God, the country of heaven, our eternal home. We're supposed to represent the people here because people don't know. They don't understand what, they've never been to heaven. They haven't seen heaven. The only way we've seen heaven now we understand is through the word of God and through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does that leading and guiding. We're to follow him. We know what heaven's going to be like because we're, we, we trust God and his word. We understand and believe his word. We believe what he told us. We understand it through the Holy Spirit as Christians because we're saved. But the lost does not have that understanding. They don't have that prodding of the Holy Spirit. They don't have that guidance. They don't have, they just wandering, wandering left and right, back and forth. They don't know. But we do. It's our job to show them and teach them with our life, daily lives. And one thing we've learned through this pandemic is that it's not at the church building. Have you been to the inside the church lately? I don't think you have. And so you're learning God, we're to represent God and our body, not the church. We don't go to church to represent God. We go to the world to represent God. We go to church and we've learned the church is for believers, for Christians. We strengthen each other up, encourage each other, edify each other. We energize ourselves to go back out into the world and reach the lost world with the gospel. If you enjoyed this segment of Joshua Ministries podcast, please leave a voice message or leave your questions, comments, suggestions at joshuaministry741 at gmail.com. Joshuaministry741 at gmail.com and have a blessed day.